Art Kemp was a tall, really distinguished gentleman who was challenged by cognitive decline when I met him. But with the help of another resident, Vivian, who he'd known for years, he often came to the activities, but he sort of stayed on the edge of the activity. Now, Art and Vivian met years earlier when their families were members of a nearby church, and both Art and Vivian had outlived their spouses. I can remember driving a van full of residents to that church for their wedding. Vivian soon became Art's navigator, as sort of his quiet caregiver. And as Art's memory challenges progressed, Vivian became even more determined to get Art to every possible activity and both became regular attendees at every memorable session. Now, while Vivian participated fully, Art uh, sort of calmly tracked the mental action as best I could say. He clearly enjoyed it, but he rarely spoke. Art seemed really delighted to read to children in an activity that we set up at a nearby elementary school. And whenever we had any music events, I noticed that he was tapping his foot to the music. He was really fit, and he was well over six feet tall, and he had white hair, and I remember a big smile. I also remember that Art stood and walked with a forward bend, and he might have been labeled as shy, except they had an occasional gush of enthusiasm. But despite Vivian's efforts, Art's challenges seemed to be more apparent as the months went by, and he became a little bit more withdrawn, a little bit more isolated, and I didn't see that joy. So I looked for something that would give him what I call an emotional jumpstart. I noticed during an ear aerobic session, now those are cognitive exercises that focus on sound, often music, but not just music, but Art loved to sing along. And if he knew the song, he knew most of them, he would get especially energized when singing along and listening to one particular type of music, and that's big band music. I often talk to Vivian about Art, and I remember asking her about his apparent love for big band music. She said she could always get him to talk about his time in the Navy in World War II and, and that he could still get in that midshipman's uniform. I tucked away these insights that Vivian had given me and the ones that I had observed and figured that these would be clues that I'd maybe someday use to craft some sort of a memory mining jumpstart for art. I can trace my understanding of the power of big band music directly to my dad. From as early as I can remember, dad would go into sort of a trance-like state, tapping his foot to the music, and he loved to have anybody join him in a session with his 78 RPM collection. He absolutely loved to tell of the times when he heard the famous big bands perform live, both during the war and when they toured after the war. He'd explain to me and anybody else who'd listen that even though the music the kids were listening to was interesting to him, it was nothing compared to listening to the big bands, especially if they're on stage right in front of you. He'd talk about seeing the Dorsey Brothers or Benny Goodman or Artie Shaw, but the one that he said was the most exciting was the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Dad said that the high point of every Glenn Miller concert was their salute to the military. He explained that these concerts always opened the second half of every performance with a medley of the songs from the four service branches. 
and I can still hear him singing Anchors Away. And that must, every time he sang it, it must have taken him back to his Navy days. So with the clues tucked away in the back of my mind, I was figuring out what to do during the summer, looking ahead to the end of the summer. And there it was, an outdoor concert featuring the original Glenn Miller Orchestra scheduled in August at the Oregon Gardens in an outdoor amphitheater. And I thought maybe that's a place for art to get a jump start. So I reserved tickets for a busload, arranged for the outing, and recruited Vivian in the planning. Here's what Vivian and I came up with. On the day of the concert, Vivian secretly stored Art's uniform in the community bus, the Clipper. The group arrived well in advance of the sunset performance so I could get everyone wheeled in or walkered in from the bus to this flat area that I was able to reserve right at the crest of the amphitheater. Now that grass amphitheater faced west, so we would be looking right into a potential sunset, and the night was perfect. It was clear. It was warm. It was a perfect evening. Now, the first half of the performance was exciting, of course, and they had a in the mood and put everybody in the mood, and the sun was warm on our faces, and Art's toes were tapping with just about every beat, and then came intermission. Vivian and I went into action. We walked with Art through the crowd at the concession toward the bus in the parking lot. We climbed aboard the bus, and after a little bit of small talk about how great the music was, Vivian opened the cardboard box with Art's old Navy uniform. When I saw Art smiling, I asked him if he'd like to wear his uniform back to the concert where he'd hear the band salute to the armed forces. And Art's smile broke into a huge grin Vivian urged him to say yes, and so I just waited outside as Vivian helped Art change into that uniform. I remember walking side by side, back to our seats, through the crowded concession area, and I felt like I was watching the seas part as people looked at Art and smiled and moved to one side or the other, and I decided that I wasn't really even needed there. I slowed down a bit, fell back a few paces, and I got to take in what was happening. I realized that Art wasn't hunched. He wasn't leaning forward. He was in a rhythmic march, sort of like he was in a dress parade in a dark navy uniform with those classic belt bottoms. And Vivian walked right by his side, holding his hand. And the crowd, as they were parting and stepping back, they all smiled too. And some of the men, I remember, they were saluting Art. When we got back to our group, Art was the center of attention. And not just for our group, but everyone around us was looking at Art and talking with Art and asking him questions as we stood waiting for the music to start. The music was about to start. The sun was setting, and we were still in the sun, but the rest of the amphitheater crowd was in the shade. And the crowd was settling down, and the first note of that first Armed Forces song began. I looked to my left and noticed that Art was still standing at attention. And when that first song, which was Off We Go Into the Wild Blue Yonder, I noticed that Art seemed to stand up even taller and raise his right hand to the brim of his white sailor's cap. And then as the band continued to play, 
I saw the row immediately in front of Art look back at him. And they nudged their neighbors, and they looked back at him in row after row in front, probably hearing the squeak of those old-fashioned lawn chairs behind them. They turned around to look. And that cycle continued down the hill. Here was Art in the sunshine, still standing at attention, still saluting, as the Glenn Miller Orchestra played their famous medley into the wild blue yonder, followed by Halls of Montezuma, and then the caissons go rolling along, and each song generated applause. And, and as the final song, Anchors Away, ended, we heard a roar of emotion from the crowd and the wedge right in front of us, going clear down to the stage, turned to give Art Kemp a standing ovation. We could see tears in everyone's eyes close enough to see them, and more than just a few people saluted back at Art. Now Art held that salute, and then he broke into a huge grin and gave what I would say is an unforgettable once-in-a-lifetime salute back to the crowd. And the rest of the evening, I'd call it an emotional rocket ride for Art. Art's energy, his emotional energy, his vigor for life seemed to be recharged for months afterward. He joined more than one singing group and seemed to become totally engaged with life again. And I'll never be able to claim that it was the change in uniform that changed his life. But for Vivian and me, it certainly was a jump start. I want to add another chapter to Art Kemp's memory mining expedition. We might call it a booster jump start. It happened the same fall that the August big band event with Glenn Miller's orchestra happened to Art. It was the Veterans Day Parade in Albany, Oregon, just south of Salem. It's the largest Veterans Day parade west of the Mississippi. And so it was pouring down rain and Art had planned to wear his uniform and he did. And he insisted on standing on the ramp, the wheelchair ramp in the pouring rain in his uniform, saluting every flag in the parade. And when one of the Grand Marshals, a decorated Navy officer, saw Art standing there in the rain saluting, he stopped the parade. He said he wanted to talk to that sailor in uniform. And at the same time, a Eugene, Oregon television station recorded an emotional interview with Art that lifted the spirits of everyone who was watching the replays that evening and the next day. And now every time that I hear any big band music, I think of my dad, I think of Art Kemp, and I think of the power of planning to mine those memories and bring them back at a time when they might be needed more than ever. <laughs> 